This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porn cast that acknowledges the only difference between you being a hot preteen and a MILF is a pink t-shirt. I'm your host, Alice Vaughn, and with me is Meredith Jacqueline, my beautiful co-host. Hello. So tell me, is there any difference between preteens and MILFs nowadays in porn? Because I... I mean... Really the pink shirt. No, truly. If I put my hair in pigtails and put a t-shirt on that is like too small... Preteen. And as soon as I put on black lace lingerie, MILF. When was the last time we've ever seen a girl in pigtails out in the wild? Well, sometimes I'll braid my hair if I have a hat on in pigtails, but not like up to the side of your head like little girl pigtails. That's kind of ridiculous. (laughs) I haven't seen it really in a long time. And it just makes me wonder... Maybe we need to update the hairstyles in porn of what we associate with, like, girls being younger. I mean, especially now, like, have you seen what teenagers look like? They have, like, full beat makeup and look like they're 35. So, like, it's who even knows at this point. I feel like the genre is going away. (laughs) We just need to identify MILFs by, okay, you have a side part and skinny jeans. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing a MILF haircut, a hairstyle today. I'm, today's porn category is MILF. <laughs> I think that we have someone who can also weigh in on this. Uh, Suzanne, what do you think? I'm also a MILF side part. <laughs> it comes down to the wardrobe, and I think sometimes it comes down to fake boobs. Mm. That is a good point. The faker the boobs, the older the woman? Yeah, I think, you know, a 22-year-old with fake boobs, they automatically think, oh, she's a stepmom now. She can be a MILF. Right, right. If they have small tits, then it's preteen. And there's some women in the industry that are, like, in their late 20s, but they have small tits. They get cast as teens still. Right, yeah. You could be fucking your brother one week, and next week he's your stepdad. (laughs) Right. It happens. It happens 100%. (laughs) It's all about versatility. <laughs> Your brother dad. <laughs> Step brother dad. <laughs> Step brother dad. <laughs> yes, of course. We got that is an important distinction. It's not Alabama, it's porn. <laughs> I have a theory. A gateway drug into this faux incest porn is because we all watch Clueless and we are obsessed with her kissing her stepbrother. So Clueless and Cruel Intentions. Yes. Both of those are like some of my favorite movies. Both involve stepcest. Mm-hmm. So like I know I wanted a sexy stepbrother when I was like 12. I'm glad that didn't materialize. So just like for my own like mental health, you know, as an adult now. <laughs> it worked out. I mean, it also could have worked out for your, you know, future therapist. Sure. Yes. <laughs> lot to unpack. That really was like like this hot step-sibling era. Mm-hmm. What was going on in the 90s? <laughs> Hashtag 90s trends that they won't cover on VH1. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When's that aesthetic coming back? <laughs> they need to cover my trend, though, of straight women who are attracted to obviously gay men. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So Clay Aiken, Lance Bass... Aaron Carter. Look, I know he's not out yet, but he will be. He needs to continue (laughs) this trend. One of my girlfriends, like all of the guys that she's dated have been straight, you know, according to them, 
but have like experimented before or have kind of more of like an effeminate affect. And that's just like not the kind of guy I'm generally attracted to. So it's interesting. What is that? Like, is it because they're really pretty or like, what is that kind of specific attraction there? Oh man, a guy can take care of himself without <laughs> me. You don't need to fix him. Right. Well, I mean, like, I like men who can take care of themselves, but like very like hyper masculine. I don't like clean shaven. I don't like pretty men. I don't give a fuck if a guy is bisexual or not. Like, sure, bring it on. That's way more fun for me. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to know where that comes from. Where are like first attractions? come from? Like why we are attracted to a certain type of partner as adults, like where that started. I feel like that's a conversation having through therapists. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Alice, I've noticed that all the guys that you're interested wear glasses and put you down and are fairly intelligent. You've mentioned that they remind you of your father. (laughs) Like I'm not saying I have an Oedipus complex, but... (laughs) (laughs) There's something there. I feel like that's common when people either are into men that look and act a lot like their father or they're into the exact opposite. That makes sense. I feel like personality-wise, I'm into men that are kind of like my father, but looks-wise, not in at all at all. I mean, it depends on like the relationship that you had with your dad as a kid. I actually, this guy was uh, asked me out not too long ago, and it was a guy that I've known for a long time. He goes to my gym, and he's very attractive, handsome. He's probably 10 years older than me, really successful. I mean, like checks every box that I could, you know, reasonably want. And I was trying to figure out why I was just not interested. And then I realized I looked at his picture for too long and I realized, holy shit, he looks exactly like my dad. Nope. Can't do it. No way. (laughs) That was like it. The worst part was years ago, I was at an Adam Conover stand-up event and he was doing a slideshow. And at one point, he put glasses on Donald Trump. Mm, And I, mm -mm. yeah. And I shit you not, he looked like my father. Oh, no. Mm. Oh, yes. Oh, no. (laughs) What a rough day. (laughs) Right? (gasps) What a rough realization. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. It's like, oh, so there's like a double meaning to when your coworkers called me Ivanka at the Christmas party. Huh. Mm. <gasps> oh gross. That's nightmare material. It <laughs> <That> is. <laughs> or it oh, could no. be a porno. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which you know a little bit about because our listeners, so Suzanne, you're not a newbie to the show. Our listeners remember you from a while back when we had you on, but uh, for our listeners who are new and or don't remember, so you do something that most of our guests don't do, which I find just amazing and I'm so proud of, which is you film your husband having sex with other women and direct them to do it, which I'm so proud of you. It's definitely... What is it called again? Slut Inspection? Slut Inspection. I get a lot of shit about the name. It's all about taking the word back. It's all about being an empowered slut. People give me so much shit about it, you know, but it's really, it's about these women choosing their sexual proclivities, like choosing to be a slut, choosing to do this, choosing to do that. It's hot because it's my husband, but it's hotter because it's these women having the sex they want to have on camera. 
I've worked mm-hmm. on so many sets where it's like, okay, hold your leg in this weird fucking position and do this for 20 minutes. And, you know, it's tedious. It's nice to shoot porn that is real sex, not a performance. Yeah. Every time I watch studio porn, I wind up spending half the time going, there's no way that works. Yeah. That position is terrible. She's not coming. This is stupid. I turn it off and like, I'm just like mad. Like. Yeah, no, it makes no sense. The amount of money they put into, like you said, studio porn, where it's like the most unrealistic. It doesn't look like it would feel good. They don't sound like they're actually having a good time. It drives me nuts. It's shot through the male gaze, yes. you know, completely. And I think that for a long time, it was mostly men watching porn, but like women like porn too. And we would probably watch more porn if it was something that looked like we would enjoy it. Yeah. And that's what my thing is. It's cuck queen. So it's shot from my perspective as a right. woman. I talk to the talent, to, to the woman on my bed who's about to fuck my husband before they have sex. I talk to them throughout the scene and I'll be like, hey, give me some feedback. Do you like what he's doing? What else can he do? What do you want him to do? Which you never hear in porn. You're ne- you never hear someone ask a female performer, what do you like? Never. <laughs> never. never. It's always done to her. Mm-hmm, exactly. Is this your new website, Cut Queens? It's The website is Slut Inspection, but the premise is the Cut Queen. Yeah. Okay. Every domain with Cut Queen was already taken. <laughs> it's all sex positive thing. Like, I've looked at their websites. It's not porn. Like, no one else is making Cut Queen porn. No. I don't think I've ever even heard of cuckolding porn from it being a woman being cuckolded. Yes, exactly. It's always men. Yeah, and what's really cool is you can watch it as a couple because it's a, it's mm-hmm. almost like a cheating fantasy. You can watch it as a woman and you can watch it as a man and imagine that I'm your wife and I'm letting you fuck these hot porn stars. So it covers right. all the bases. Yeah, absolutely. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So cuckqueens.ai is taken, but cuckqueens.org which means generally .org means nonprofit. So if you started a nonprofit <laughs> to support the cut queens around cut queens, it's very available. A nonprofit helping women realize their cuckolding dreams. Exactly. <laughs> there is five hundred one c three potential. I'll start a nonprofit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what's cool, like, different than cuckolding is, I I mean, I don't mind cuckolding scenes. I think they're pretty fucking hot to begin with. But a lot of it is degrading to the partner. Mm -hmm. Ours is very positive. It's more of a sharing experience, even though I'm not sexually involved with the scene. Yeah. No one's being degraded. The models are having a great time, and I'm having a great time. Right. That's kind of like in threesomes in actual real life, like the hottest part of a threesome, in my opinion, is like when one partner is telling the other partner what to do to the third partner. Like Mm -hmm. it's everybody's involved. And so that's kind of like also that fantasy in there. Yeah, because when you're with a partner, you know what they like, you know what gets them off. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. I was in a threesome recently, but it wasn't a sexual threesome. What was it with? I mean, I'll be honest. I just overheard a lady telling her boyfriend that she was one glass away from bringing shit up from three years ago. So I sent her over another glass of wine. Oh, yeah. Well, that's beautiful. Beautiful. (laughs) It counts. (laughs) I felt involved. You've got to support other women. Yeah, exactly. Women supporting women. (laughs) I haven't had a threesome in years. I'm like really picky about them because I'm not super attracted to women. Like I'm, I'm like... It'll be 
one out of every hundred women, like hot women thing. It'll it'll be kind of random that I'll just be like, huh, I'd like to see her naked. But I'm also like it, the conditions for like me to want a threesome has to be so hyper specific. So it just doesn't really happen that often. Although, and that's with another woman involved. When it's been with two men involved, that's way easier to come by if I want. <laughs> I've actually never had a threesome. This is what's going to shock everyone. Outside of shooting porn, my husband and I are completely monogamous. Really? Yeah. Honestly, though, that kind of, I feel like that makes sense. Same. You have like that safe outlet mm-hmm. for your kinks, your exploration. I feel like that would probably like within the confines of your relationship, your personal relationship, kind of that satisfies that need. Yeah, it does. It's perfect. And probably strengthens your intimacy, your personal, you know, sex life as well off camera. Yeah. And everyone asks when when I'm going to have sex with another man so that it's fair. And I'm always like, um, I've seen too many penises in my life in porn and none of them are going near my mouth. They're no. all disgusting. They're not coming near my mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I do OnlyFans, and most of my content is just solo. And mm-hmm. But I have occasionally shot with male partners who have been dating or something like that. If they were down, all POV. And I've been approached several times by men in porn to shoot together. And I'm just, like, so uninterested. Number one, like, I don't know you. <laughs> like, yeah. you're a total stranger to me. I, I am not a long-time seasoned porn actor. I That's just doesn't appeal to me. And props for porn actors for being able to kind of like compartmentalize in a way when it's sex versus work. But I am not on that level. Even though I show myself having sex, it's still intimate and personal Mm. to me. And I don't, I can't differentiate the two kind of like worlds. I still think it's fun though, whenever you are approached by someone studio wise. I mean, I remember years ago I was approached by Dread and I was like, so first off, that that dick is intimidating. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's flattering. It is very flattering. There are male performers that I like as people and Dread is one of them. It still wouldn't mm-hmm. put his dick anywhere near me. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. It's it's like, look, if I want to kill myself, if I want to choke on something, you're my first die. If you want to suffocate. Right. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just stick it in my mouth and I, I promise you I'll be passed out within eight seconds. Jeez. Sweetest guy ever, mm-hmm. by the way. So please check out his porn. Very sweet. Yeah, I mean, I know nice guys in porn. The guys that I am friends with would never ask to shoot with me. Because they know that, like, that's not my thing. So I just kind of, it's when it's, like, complete random (laughs) stranger men. Mm -hmm. And that's a sign of how great those guys are. Right, exactly. That's, like, the best. Because they're, like, know my boundaries. Mm -hmm. That said, though, I've also had guys where I am not interested in doing any content with them. And it's, like, okay, so you're sending me content of you fucking, like, a personal girlfriend from years ago. I don't need this in my life. Yeah. Um, where's her info so I can let her know that you're leaking this? Ser- that's yeah. scary. I've gotten that before too. I've gotten it on OnlyFans. Like subscribers who maybe dabble as well or something who will, without asking or anything, then turn around and send me videos of them like fucking their ex or something like that. And I'm like, this is not a an exchange type deal. And does she know you're sending this to me? Because 
Like, that's her privacy, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind of problematic. So what we're saying is at the end of the day, guys, if you're going to send nudes, send nudes of just your dick. It's better than you plus another woman right. because her consent's not involved in this, clearly. But before you send the nudes, ask or send a tip. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I require a $15 tip if you're going to even show me your dick. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to tell you what I think about it, and I'm usually not very nice, but, you know... <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> like, that's that's your problem later. Tip 50 <laughs> if you want her to be nice. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want a guaranteed nice review, tip me $50. Otherwise, you're going to get what you're going to get. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> a lot of guys putting such low effort into these dick pics. I critique the whole photo, like not just the penis, because just a, a random penis really doesn't mean anything to me. But I can at least... I can say like, oh, that is a nice size or shape or whatever. But I really look at the entire photo composition and guys are really lazy with it. Like it'll be blurry, too close up. You'll see like their underwear around their like ankles, their frog legged on the bed with like no top sheet. Like what are you doing, man? No one wants to fuck that. They're not even trying. No, no, no sepia, no Valencia, yeah. uh, Instagram filters. Put a little ring light on it. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like make it look nice. Ring lights are cheap <laughs> on Amazon. They are. You can get even a little clip-on attachment one for the top of your phone. I have one of those. It was really cheap. It's great. I got one of those at the at AVM where I met Alice. I got like this little one for my phone there. Yeah. It's great <laughs> on the go. I have a tabletop one right now. Like <laughs> Perfect for dick pics, guys. There's so many options here. You can really, really step your game up. I feel like next to AVM, I should just like have an exhibitor booth. I should be like, guys, just give me a table whatever you charge, maybe just for one day, and I'll sell all the things that you need to make a good selfie. <laughs> like whether it's, hey guys, I'm selling tripods, right. I'm selling uh, <laughs> yeah. Teach uh, dick ring pick, lights. Dick pic classes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Teach dick pic classes. <laughs> Here's a quick online free course. Here's a code coupon. You have to buy the rest. Right. <laughs> How to angle your dick pics appropriately. Right. Help me help you. Please stop boomeranging your dick pics. <laughs> oh my God. I haven't gotten a boomerang dick pic. Why haven't I gotten more of those though? I would think that's hilarious, honestly. You know what? I appreciate when someone has a little humor with it. Like, so my best friend and I enjoy Googling hilarious dick pics. And like then just sending them to each other or sending them to her boyfriend just to piss him off with no context. Like we have one that's got like sunglasses on top of it and then another that has like a little jacket on it. You know, make it festive, dress it up, especially if you're not working with much. Like that's not a guy's fault if he has like a smaller dick. Like you can't do anything about that. That's just your body. But like dress it up, jazz it up, make it cute. He brings, like, six of his friends and they, like, recreate the G7 photo shoot, you know? Exactly. <laughs> okay, for your booth, you've got to get, like, little tiny berets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little tiny like, top like, hats. <laughs> like Barbie clothes. Yes. Like Ken doll clothes for <laughs> penises. Formal wear for your dick. <laughs> yeah. Of course, I would also bullshit it. So I would say, like... This little tiny hat was organically sourced oh, yeah. from, like, the tiniest sheep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ethically sourced penis clothes. 
It was also an Aquarius or asparagus. I can't remember what. So speaking of penises, so we reviewed a porn this week. And I have so many thoughts. So storage wars and or storage whores. <laughs> Suzanne, I've never watched a show before this porn review. Oh, you never saw the show? Shockingly, I haven't. I hadn't either. I was familiar with it, but I hadn't watched. <laughs> like, I knew what the premise was. and I knew generally what happened. I get so much anxiety with the concept of storage units and just the fact of disposing what's in them. I mean, long story short, so a family member of mine recently inherited like a house and all the junk in it. And when I say this guy lost his marbles before he died, I can't really even say that because the guy was a collector of marbles and knives <laughs> and artwork and pottery. So it's like storage wars on speed. So imagine having to go into random setting and starting to be an expert in like, where the fuck is this marble from 1912 from? <laughs> yeah. Well, as someone who watched a lot of episodes of the show, whoever wrote the script must have been a big fan. It was just like on point. It was so on point. So like, I'm interested to know how someone who hadn't seen the show, like interpreted what they were doing. <laughs> I watched one episode of Storage Wars and then I watched Storage Whores. Mm -hmm. Have to say they did pretty well. Although I am pretty frustrated with some things they did in Storage Whores, which we'll talk about. <laughs> it had to have been a big fan. I'm convinced it had to have been someone who was a real big <laughs> fan. I did know, because just from having seen like a little bit here and there, like clips here and there of Storage Wars, I did appreciate how it's shot literally exactly the same way like the exact like handy cam whatever <laughs> looks like it was shot on a cell phone like their arrival even even just like their arrival in like announcing who they are and everything yeah was amazing <laughs> for someone who's never watched storage wars Suzanne, how can you describe the show okay storage wars the original takes place in orange county california and it's people who either resell most of the stuff or collectors. It basically is people trying to make a profit off of other people's lost treasures. So every weekend, they go to these storage facilities in Orange County, and they auction off people's storage units that haven't been paid for. And you can't look inside the unit. You just can't, you can see what's there, and you can see what's not in boxes. And sometimes you can't see anything, and you have to bid on it, hoping that the stuff you can't see is worth the money you're going to pay. <laughs> So, like, the one couple, they have a thrift shop. Another guy, he just resells stuff. Some of them do it as, like, hobbyists, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, because there is, like, it's kind of like gambling. Yeah, yeah. Like, sometimes you can see a certain amount of things are going to add up to thousands of dollars. And sometimes you don't see anything. I mean, yeah, because it just depends on how, like, the unit itself is arranged. Yeah, and sometimes it's better based on, like, the location. Like, sometimes it's mm -hmm. near, like, a college, so it's more likely, like, a college student just bounced and left all their crappy shit. And then sometimes right. it's a nice neighborhood and there'll be like a Bowflex or something, you know, like something crazy. Or a whole bunch of fake pussies <laughs> and plastic mouths to fuck, you know? <laughs> Lots of plastic mouths. <laughs> the, the, what did she say? Or the disembodied, <laughs> like disembodied whore face? <laughs> That's so funny to me. <laughs> you know, honestly, that was another big draw for me. They spared no expense 
on all of those sex toys. Those are expensive toys. And it was a lot of them. Yeah. Let's start with this. So first off, we have a disclaimer, which, okay, I want to talk about this because it says the contents found in a storage unit shown on the show just happened to be there. No way was Devil's Film involved in the staging or other uh, shiancery. What you're about to see really happened. We mean it. No, fucking not. (laughs) Because it's a storage unit full of like pipe dream shit, which is a sex toy store. (laughs) Yeah. And and obviously those actors are not porn stars that were paid to be there. (laughs) Sure. Of course. No, those are just regular everyday people that decided to have a fucking orgy. (laughs) I do want to talk about these people because I have to say that, so they make an introduction of all the various people who are going to be potentially bidding on this storage Mm -hmm. unit. And my favorite is the couple that is fighting because (laughs) the anxiety that I am getting from this woman, the energy, the sheer energy of like, I have pent this like frustration up against my husband. When she says... I want to divorce you. I feel it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She really committed to that. And the real characters are like that. Like the real people that they're imitating. There's a couple on the show that's 100% like that throughout the seasons. Like it's mind blowing. Amazing. I kind of hope the people that these characters are based on saw the porno and really appreciate how they're portrayed. (laughs) (laughs) And perhaps encourage them and say, look, you could turn lemons into lemonade. And by lemonade, I mean, come. <laughs> you could really turn this around. You could be having a lot more fun with this. Okay. <laughs> I started Googling storage unit facts because I was like, how big could the storage unit industry possibly be? <laughs> it's actually huge. Holy shit. It's a $38 billion industry. There used to be this startup company. I don't know if it's still there. There was a startup in Austin, where I'm from, that a a girl I knew worked at that was basically this company that had – it was a national database of all the available storage units in the entire country, and people could reach out to them. Let's say you were moving to another city and you needed a storage unit in that city, they would pull – all the available units at all the different sizes and price points for you. It was like a database. And it it was just an entire fucking business that did this. And I had a friend who worked there. Wow. (laughs) It is a huge industry. Would you ladies believe it if I said that America has more self-storage facilities than McDonald's? (gasps) Really? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. There's about 45 to 60,000 storage facilities in the U.S. and about... 14,000 McDonald's. I feel like I'm surprised there's only 14,000 McDonald's. Right? Yeah. I feel like there's like two McDonald's within a mile of me. What are people storing? I mean, I've used storage units when I've been moving. I moved from one place to a smaller apartment and I had some extra furniture that I had in there. My dad used to have a storage unit for like random family heirloom shit. Hmm. I have a friend who moved from a huge house in Texas to an apartment in New York. And so she has a storage unit in New York that has like shit that she doesn't have space for in her apartment. But I like, I'm also like a a thrower awayer. Like I don't keep things. So the only time I ever had one was like truly when I was like moving and I was in between places or something. Which is a very good economical thing to do because a lot of people store shit and not even think about the value of something. Mm -hmm. Like I'm traveling the country right now. Like, 
I had a, at one point a beautiful couch that I bought for like a thousand bucks from Bob's Furniture. By the way, I say that because I love this couch so much. I rehomed it. I <laughs> gave it to a very good family. I visited it. <laughs> That's how much I cared about this couch. But prior to rehoming it, I thought to myself, oh, what if I put it in storage? And then I realized that within a few months, I would have paid the equivalent of the couch. Right. Yeah. Another thing people keep in storage units are if they have like um, classic cars that they're like working on and stuff, but they don't have like a driveway or a garage or boats. Like when people just don't have the space at their home for like recreational vehicles and stuff like that. They get like the really big storage units. That makes sense. Yeah, big stuff. Mm -hmm. So I actually found some fun stats. Believe it or not, 65% of Americans who rent a storage unit have a garage, but rent one anyway. Interesting. And 84% of all storage renters are women. Huh. Oh, I guess because probably we are less likely to clutter up our personal space, but we're also probably more likely to be sentimental and want to keep things. We're hoarders. Let's be honest. We're hoarders. My mom just moved and she has a bunch of shit in her garage that she's like, very like, no, I need to find a home for these things because I don't want them filling up my garage. Whereas like my dad used to have a garage full of shit. You know, like I think like they don't like it's we care a little more about like our personal space and like that everything having a home. I think it's interesting because on the real show, a lot of the stuff they find, it is like furniture and stuff, mm -hmm. but like the people stop paying. And it's like when they go at the end of the show, they go to like experts to have the things priced out. Usually, that's like stuff that's worth a lot of money. So I can't imagine hauling your stuff to the storage unit, paying month after month, and then just not paying at some point. Like, why not have a garage sale and sell your shit? Like, yeah, the logic behind it blows my mind. It's so weird. I think maybe something that happens, too, is like when people put their things in storage, it becomes like out of sight, out of mind. And then over time, the personal attachment to it gets less and less. Then... Maybe something happens, they can't afford the storage unit anymore. And like then just dealing with this stuff becomes too much of a hassle and they're just like, fuck it. I think we should crowdsource, <laughs> buy a storage unit somewhere where they shoot, because I think they still shoot it in Orange County. Fill it oh, up with random okay. shit from all of the fans and pay yes. for it a couple months and then let it go and then wait till it shows up on the episodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Put a bunch of random the shit in it. random shit. <laughs> I would put a big cardboard cutout of my naked body. Just hide it in the back corner. <laughs> hide it inside of a grandfather clock. <laughs> yeah, because they need a grandfather clock. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would get boxes and put, like, shitty sh stuff in it. But then, like, right, right on the box, like, good china. Christmas right, yeah. silverware, like things that they'll think it's like expensive stuff and they'll open it and it'll be like headbands from Claire's. <laughs> yeah, just to fuck with them. <laughs> that would be so great. <laughs> it's a bunch of snap bracelets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or disembodied mouth things. <laughs> yeah, disembodied whore mouths. <laughs> Next to the fidget spinners, which, you know what? It's past 2019. We don't need those anymore. <laughs> Treat the whole thing like a time capsule. 
of like cheap shit. <laughs> Printed leggings and uh, multiple camisoles. Yeah, really. It is a time capsule at this point. <laughs> There's rubber bracelets and silly, like a whole bunch of silly bands. <laughs> oh, so when I was doing a deep dive into a storage unit, it's illegal to live in one. Oh, I did know that. Oh, well, I guess it makes sense. There's no running water. There's no heat, right? I think it's like a health and safety issue or something. I mean, they close from the outside, so very clearly unsafe. Yeah. And storage unit properties, they like close all their external gates at like 9 p.m. or whatever. Mm -hmm. So if you were trying to live in one, you would only be able to leave between the hours of like 8 a.m. and 9 p.m. or something. So I started going into this weird hole of like rules for storage units. And I also found out that there's federal guidelines on looking for signs of meth labs and terrorists. Wow. Well, I mean, yeah, because if I know anything from watching way too many crime television shows is that terrorists like to put all their shit in storage units, like all their weapons and propaganda and stuff. Really? I would love to see that episode of Storage Wars where like that storage unit doesn't get paid for. (laughs) And just it's like an arsenal. With, like, a Death to America, like, banner or something crazy. Like <laughs> They got that printed at Staples. It was about 30% off. Yeah. Like, where are they getting their flags printed? <laughs> Wouldn't that raise a couple of alarms? You would think. It's all in Arabic. And they said, look, you're racist if we, you don't print this. So, <laughs> you know. And the person on the other side was like, you know what? Money's money. And I, I can't speak whatever language this is, so <laughs> I can't speak Farsi. Sorry. I would love to see a story, like a storage wars episode where truly, yeah, like it's either they open it up and it's somebody's like weird ass arsenal, or it's like somebody's like sex dungeon, oh. <laughs> like just like something really fucking weird and specific about everything in the unit, and just kind of to see what would actually happen. Not one of these, well, we got to come back to my place and see if everything works right, like as in this parody. But just like what actual regular everyday people, how they would react to like a room full of like a sex swing and like whips and chains and all this shit. I wonder (laughs) if they've ever had that happen and they just can't show it on TV. Maybe. Although, to be fair, I think that, like, the majority of people that have, like, a hyper-specific storage unit like that are probably not allowing their payments to lapse. Yeah, but what if they die? You know, like, it could be, like... True. They get into a yeah. car accident and they're in a coma. You know, something it could be anything. Yeah. So I actually was in an Airbnb a number of months ago in Savannah. And when we left that Airbnb, so we travel with a chest. And I'm not exaggerating when I say it's a chest because it's a chest with literally all of our dildos and sex toys. (laughs) And we accidentally left it at the Savannah Airbnb and we were about half an hour out. Yes. And they texted us that the cleaning crew found it. And it was so nice of them because we went back and retrieved it because it was hundreds of dollars worth of sex toys. But I can tell you right now that people who care about their sex toys are either traveling with them and definitely not putting the shit they care about in storage, I would argue. Probably. Yeah. I mean, you can get temperature, like climate controlled storage units, but generally speaking, if it's not, well, if you have any silicone toys, you're fucked. If it gets even remotely warm, 
I learned that the hard way in my own apartment. <gasps> that so my old apartment that I just moved maybe like a few months ago. But my old one didn't have air conditioning. I had I bought like a unit for my bedroom and I live in Santa Monica. Like I generally don't even need AC most of the time. But I had like all my stuff in like a big like chest in my kind of living dining area in a little hidden bench thing. It's kind of hard to explain. But anyway, it got really warm and I was like out of town for a weekend and I came back and I went to open the bag and I had two toys that like parts of them like had melted onto each other because it got too warm in my apartment. You created a whole new toy. <laughs> yeah, it was a weird hybrid thing. <laughs> so now I keep them in a cool space <laughs> with air <laughs> all the time. <laughs> You know, like how people have, like, those little fridges for their makeup and their vitamin C yeah. serum? Eventually, we're going to have, like, custom fridges for our sex toys. I mean, <laughs> that would be great. Right next to my wine fridge. Yeah. yeah. Oh, a wine fridge might work for dildos. Like, you already yeah, got the little... The right size. You got the curves, right? Yeah. I feel like that would work. But would I have enough dildos? No, I'm thinking, like, I should buy a wine fridge. <laughs> Well, you could just do wine on one shelf, dildos on the next, you know, right. multi-purpose. Yeah. Just like sitting in like your dining space for entertaining <laughs> with like that wine on one side, dildos on the other. <laughs> it would be so normal for my guests as well. They'd be like, of course, Alice. <laughs> like, what do you like? A red, a white, a seven inch, a vibe? <laughs> What's your, you know, preference today? <laughs> Did you say seven or Sauvignon? (laughs) I I couldn't hear you. I miss. I didn't hear you. (laughs) Okay. But we need to talk about this travesty. So what happens is in the beginning. So first off, props to Evan Stone as an auctioneer because there was no one else who could potentially be the auctioneer. It was great. Fan favorite of the show, Evan Stone. Yeah. Did a great job on that. Did a great job on the intros of what the rules are for a storage unit. You know, I wrote them down. You open a storage unit for five minutes, can't enter a unit, can't open the boxes, can't touch anything, highest bidder gets the unit. Very clear. What is not okay, in my opinion, is once the couple that wins the storage unit, they start deciding, hey, uh, oh, and by the way, let's talk about the pretenses. So this guy bids on a storage unit, which in my opinion, he overbids on. Suzanne, I don't know if you agree with me or not. I feel like he overbid. Yeah. Yeah. So he overbids on a storage unit. His uh, spouse is like, what the fuck? We just had extra space. We need to fill it. We didn't need to buy this much shit. And they get into this storage unit and he's all of a sudden like, oh my God, this hot water face fucker. They go for $500. No, I checked the retail value. It's a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. His like go-to was that everything is $500. But they kind of do that on the show. They'll be like, oh, this collector item is really worth like $1,000. And it's something that's like retail, like maybe 100 Like they definitely, <laughs> okay. like that's part of the show. I do appreciate though that they would name the actual names of the products. So for example, like the fuck me silly bubble butt. Like he claimed it's 500 bucks, but then I checked the retail value, which is more like 325 Yeah, got some cross promotion for products in there. Mm-hmm. I 
could not fucking stop laughing. Like at the most minor little thing when they had the like bubble buzz and they when they go back to like the guy's house and they're all like flipped on their end so he can inspect them. And the ones that have the feet visible, because he would tap them and the feet would like <laughs> like jiggle. And I couldn't stop laughing. It was so funny to me. <laughs> Just these like flailing silicone feet. <laughs> so for our audience who has not watched this porn parody, after they win this, one of the other auctioneers is like, yeah, I got a buyer, but like I'll charge you 20% so I could get a cut. And I'm personally pissed off because then they start inspecting the product and fucking the product. And you're <laughs> that's do- bad business. You guys are ruining the product. Yeah, I, th- I think that devalues the worth if it's a used fuck me silly doll. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, no, you don't want to get coming in. Okay, now it's <laughs> guys. I lost it when they took the comically large vibrator and they were like, this was originally a lamp. It was so big. It was so big. It was so big. I was like, what's up? What is that even? How does that work? And then I saw them use it, but I was like, I don't believe this. I don't believe it would have felt good either. Like, no, it was too large of a surface area. And for a vibrator, (laughs) you don't need a big thing. Like, I know. I like when it comes to that style of vibrator, like wands, Hitachis, and, and those wands, I don't particularly care for them because. For that exact reason, I feel like the surface area to my clit is, like, too large. Yeah. And I'm, like, very sensitive, and it it's just, like, too much. And it's, like, I just – it's not my thing at all. Hitachis are very powerful. Look, yeah. I'm not saying I sponsor them on the show, but if they ever did want to sponsor the show, they have an open invitation. Oh, they're super popular, and I under completely understand why. But that this in the porn was like the size of a head. Yes, it was yeah. absurd. <laughs> Especially was it like Kimberly Chi was being used on it first. She's a tiny girl too, so like the per, right. like perspective of this giant toy and she's such a small person was too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like she had to spread her legs so far open just to make space for the fucking vibrator. <laughs> to give you guys an idea, since you've never seen the porn. Imagine a guy putting his head between a woman's legs, but instead of a head, it's a vibrator. Yeah. That's how big it was. I think for men, I would say it was probably the length of a football, if not bigger. Yes. So like... I would agree. You have to really guess, like, see how big this toy is to really appreciate the effort. (laughs) First of all, that this toy is even made. That means people out there are buying them. And then the effort to actually, like, masturbate with it is insane. And I feel like it would be heavy. Mm. Imagine trying to do it to yourself. Like, I get, like, my bicep would get tired. Like, what kind of batteries are going in that? Like, (laughs) right? Does it have to plug into something? Like, it looked like it was cordless, which was impressive. Yeah. I mean, you need those, like, E batteries or, like, the (laughs) those really huge ones. Like, industrial batteries in your sex toys? (laughs) Yeah. It's terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, fun fact, if you don't have the battery, just use some aluminum foil. Oh. Really? Seriously. That works? That works. You just put aluminum foil in something and you don't have a battery and it works? Yep. I know. I feel like I have to try this on principle. Damn. Fuck my fucking TV remote. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I am that cheap, but I am. <laughs> Batteries are one of those stupid fucking things 
that I never have when I need them. Like I will go and buy, like try to keep like some double A and triple A batteries on hand just for like remotes and vibes and whatever. But I feel like they always are like vanish. They always elude me. And then when I go to buy more, batteries are expensive. Oh, (laughs) yeah. It's stupid. All of my toys now are like USB charge. They're like Yeah, that's amazing. All the ones that I have bought for myself have been USB charged. I did get sent I have a sponsorship with Adam and Eve and they sent me maybe like a couple of years ago like a whole like care package of random stuff, bunch of toys and like a couple of them were with batteries and I like never use those anymore because I always forget to get batteries. I actually I got four new toys from the XBiz Awards, they sent me a package, but they're all mm. like Bluetooth enabled and I'm so scared. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. I got a Bluetooth enabled vibrator that has like an app and you can use it like yeah. remotely. Yeah. And so the guy that I'm like talking to kind of, he, we are both about to be like out of town for like a month or so. And so we're setting up times to like dirty FaceTime where he can control the vibration oh, that's of my vibrator. Sexy. I like that. Yeah. My concern yeah. is if I'm watching porn on my phone, how am I also operating the app on my phone? I tried it out. I used the toy one time with like an OnlyFans subscriber. He paid mm. like a shit ton to do kind of a one-on-one. Like we Skyped on our computer so he could use the phone to control the app. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to need all these devices just to masturbate. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, yeah, <laughs> Instead, yeah. I'll just get the giant Hitachi from the scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, my problem is I would end up connecting to something like, why are you connected to your Samsung refrigerator? <laughs> <laughs> Alexa in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Alexa, turn off the Vitamix! (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, Alexa, chill out! (laughs) You know, and now that I think about it, that does impress me in the scene that there was, the original point was the using the vibrator on the woman Mm -hmm. about having female pleasure. Because you don't see that in a lot of pornos. Yeah, that's true. Usually it's straight to the dick sucking. (laughs) Yeah. There's very, like, let's see if this works on you. Like, Mm -hmm. very, like... Yeah. I mean, it got to. It did. But usually it's like, (laughs) usually it's like intro, dick sucking, dick wet, cum shot. This had a little bit more. Right. Which I appreciated. Yeah. Now that said, I generally never watch sex scenes, but there were parts of this where I couldn't like look away. Especially when I saw scenes such as the guy shove, like as he's doggy styling her, she turns her head back and he's making her make out with like the fuck face decapitated <laughs> head. I didn't see that. I kind of like scrubbed through the sex scenes just to see if I was like going to miss any like dialogue or anything. But that's so funny. <laughs> During a cum shot, like when he's jerking off, like they just like the ladies stick the decapitated heads in between. <laughs> they use the head throughout the scene. At one point, the guy's getting a double blowjob, one, one from a model and one from the head, like back and forth, like. It was impressive that they, they continued to use the toys throughout the scene. If, um, if I was fucking a man and he, and he brought out the, you know, decapitated whorehead and was like, let's do this, I would start fucking laughing and I would be like, no, no, get that out of here right now. I can't concentrate. They never dropped the pretense of using no. the sex toys. That was the best part. So funny. <laughs> One really, really important thing for people that are fans of the original show, the character who was playing the Dave character, the Yup guy with the Yup hat, 
Yeah. That's a real character from the show. And he constantly, even when he's bidding, he'll be like, yup, yup. So when that guy started doing that while he was fucking, I almost died. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was so on brand. He was hilarious. I was very confused. And I guess also because I don't watch George Wars by the one lone woman by herself that, like, was the last, like, character introduced, basically, who, like, didn't have much of any sort of, like, explanation of who she is or anything, who just kind of, like, was there and hot. Was that the blonde? (laughs) And she was, like, a redhead. Oh, Lauren Phillips. Not the one who, like, is, like, you have to pay, like, the woman who, like, works there. Oh, Lauren? But the other... Yeah. I think she was another bidder at one point. She was. And then she just shows up. <laughs> yeah, she like it's just kind of there. Like yeah. it doesn't there's no explanation. She gets so much less of like character background but other than just like being hot. <laughs> it was so random and funny to me. Yeah. And Lauren's good at being hot though. <laughs> I was like, I mean, good for you. You're a hot babe, but like it was just funny that all the other characters in the context of it being like the story got so much more like explanation i guess yeah than her <laughs> i was like oh okay this, so i was wondering is there like somebody on storage wars who is that who is like just some random hot girl that shows up to bid every time or like <laughs> there's a couple seasons where there's random like a woman that shows up to bid that she's she's kind of like okay. a shark so i think it was supposed to be imitating that character got but it but she's not one of like the core people the core people are right. the yup guy the couple that bickers and fights every episode. There's usually, like, this older guy, and then there's this guy, Daryl, who has his son, and it's, like, a whole other dynamic. Those are, like, the core, <laughs> at least from the original. I'm sure as gotcha. the show grew, it changed. I think they even end up having, like, different series in different cities. This show got so popular. I feel like I've heard that, that there's, like, yeah. Storage Wars such and such. and like Yeah, exactly. It's definitely expanded to multiple cities. I know the original had 12 seasons with 279 episodes. Wow. Wow. That's a lot. I didn't realize the show's been on that long. That's a lot of junk. That is a lot of junk. That's a lot of people not paying for their storage units. It is. What's going on in the storage unit world? But I think the show ruined a lot of it because there were a lot of people that didn't know about these auctions that that's how they made their money they'd go to these auctions and that's how they would flip the stuff and then when the show started all these other people started showing up because now everyone knows about it like this hidden thing that sucks reality tv that sucks for people who like own thrift shops and whatever and that's how they like get their inventory and like have been making their living for a long time yeah but Hey, capitalism. (laughs) There is a new level, though. So, like, for the younger generation, they're not going to go to the Storage Wars, like, auction bidding, though. They're going to go to, are you guys familiar with Amazon overpurchases or um, returns? Oh, no. Can you, like, bid on that stuff or whatever? Yeah, you can. Wow. Uh, Yeah. So there's websites fully devoted. So where you could, I'm not even joking when I say this, where it's like, 25 Vitamixes where it's like worth 20 grand. Oh, wow. You can bid like $5,000 for and resell them. For inventory. That's cool. Yep. Um, wow. thing that's getting huge here in LA, and I think it's because of TikTok, are these estate sale shopping thrift, like, halls. Yeah. It's blowing up. It's crazy. 
And it's probably probably the same thing. It probably used to be people used to go to these estate sales and get inventory. And now it's a TikTok thing. And all these like yeah. hot girls are just coming and buying all this shit. One of my girlfriends back in my hometown, I'm in LA also. She, for as long as I've known her, hits up estate sales all the time. She's like a super, always been like a big thrifter, big estate sale, yard sale person. Like she is so creative and like has such a good eye that like everything in her home, she's like thrifted and it's like so stylish and cute. And she's just on a budget. Like it's truly, it's not just like from any point of privilege place. It's like came from just a, well, this is what I can afford a place. And then now that's just like what she does all the time, but she gets so much awesome shit at estate sales. Mm -hmm. So now all these like TikTok baddies are like fucking it up for people who actually like need to, you know? It says something too about like kind of with capitalism, but just like Americans needing to like do these shopping hauls. No one Mm -hmm. needs to go to an estate sale and buy 50 outfits just to try on for TikTok. There's an obsession with, like, stuff. Yeah. It is nice, though, that we have a generation now that is interested in using fashion that's existing and out there as opposed to fast fashion. Right. Mm -hmm. Fast fashion often steals from creators. Exactly. Oh, I see that all the time. Yeah. Like, Fashion Nova, places like that, like, I I won't lie, I have a shit ton of Fashion Nova stuff because it's really cheap and it's great for taking slutty photos. But... um, It doesn't last. It's... Stealing from people who have original ideas. Right. I mean, but the problem is also the original creators are charging, you know, $200 a piece and they're not scaling it for the economy. And that's a challenge. Sure. But that's where Fashion Nova steps in. Yeah. But it's kind of like, you know, creators should be able to charge that much for like their original hard work. You know, it's kind of like, where does the value come in? Like, where is it to where that people are still able to make a profit on their own work without being kind of like absurd because, you know, people's time is valuable. But something that in particular fast fashion does really more than any other creators steals a lot from creators of color, Mm. like at an exponential rate. High quality items cost money. That's kind of how that goes. Just like TikTok dances. <laughs> oh my God. White people, like, we need to acknowledge we cannot dance. We have stolen all of our dances, even the chicken dance that is not ours. <laughs> we can't claim that. Did y'all hear the latest thing with TikTok dances? No. And how, so Megan the Stallion's uh, latest song, Thought Shit, which is fucking awesome, um, came out recently. And so all of like black TikTok basically kind of came together and said they're not making up a dance to it. Because every single one of the big popular TikTok dances has come from a dance that black dancers and black TikTok creators have done first, way fucking better. And then some cute little white girl like Addison Ray comes along and does some bastardized version of it and makes it like a whole thing, like the renegade and all of those dances and to like all these popular songs. So black creators and and dancers came together and said that they are not making one to Megan Thee Stallion's new song. And so white people's like attempts at making new TikTok dances to this song have been so embarrassingly bad. (laughs) Like, it's like, babes, stay in our lane, okay? Like, this is not our wheelhouse, you know? Just learn your lesson. (laughs) Leave it to the people who are good at this. Leave it to people who know what they're doing. (laughs) It's really embarrassing to look at, though. 
So for the audience, just to be clear, how TikTok works is the more you like something, the more it pops up on your feed. Uh, Mine is filled with noodles and depression videos filled with the background music of Bo Burnham. (laughs) My TikTok is just that guy that does the videos with the Ikea background. (laughs) I love him so much. I love this guy. He's my favorite person. I don't have a TikTok, mostly because... I thought about like making content on there, but I didn't know what I would do. And I have a teenage son who is very like the right demographic for TikTok. And I was like, you know what? Let's just separation of church and state here. We'll just stay in our avenues. (laughs) Meredith, I literally see people who I'm not even joking you at this point. I start like DMing some of my friends and I'm like, this creator just literally word for word read your tweet. And they had like half a million tweets. I had someone who read one of my tweets word for word. And then like in the comments tagged me and he was like, oh, but I tagged you. Stealing is common on TikTok. It's a form of apparently validity and they're cool with it. Oh, my tweets get stolen constantly on TikTok. Just fucking read them. They just literally read my tweets and go viral. Just read them. Just read them. It's so stupid. I think you should do this. Look, you're going to make zero money. <laughs> I know this is a compelling argument, but uh, I think you need to read your own tweets, even if they're from like two years ago. It doesn't matter if they are no longer relatable. Right. They're going to be relatable to someone. Yeah. Yeah. At least then no one's ripping you off. Right. The thing that sucks too with TikTok is like, as censored as like Instagram is, TikTok is like even more censored. You can't even like say the word sex. You can't say anything about OnlyFans on there. So like none of the things that I would want to promote, I can even promote on there. I would just hope that like they can go to my Twitter from there and then see podcasts, OnlyFans, everything that's like adult. Okay, maybe I'm in some sort of weird like TikTok timeline, but I could totally see people talking about their OnlyFans all the time. So I, I'm not joking. I made a TikTok account because I thought about using it and I don't even know what I put in my bio. I hadn't posted anything. I had not even used it. And I can't remember what I put in my bio. Oh, I didn't even say the word OnlyFans. I just wrote the term 18 plus in my bio and within 24 hours it was deleted. Wow. I had to make a new account. I have a TikTok account that I don't use just so I can look at whatever like videos friends send me. Do you have a vanity URL or do you link directly to like OnlyFans on your stuff? My website, meredithactually.com, redirects to a link tree. Oh, so that should be fine. I don't know. It depends because I know tons of OnlyFans creators that have gotten kicked off. Yeah, I've seen that. I will also say the ones who have gotten the most shit are of certain skin tones and body types. That's been pretty clear. Not thin, not white. That happens with Instagram too. The rumor was the algorithm was looking for a certain amount of skin. So my Mm -hmm. friends that are the BBW community, because they're Mm -hmm. bigger, they were showing more skin. Even they were, Mm -hmm. everything was covered that was necessarily the rules to be covered. But because they had more skin showing, they were getting deleted. Oh, I've gotten two Instagram accounts deleted for doing nothing more than what I see. Pornhub has a verified Instagram account. I think they lost it. A couple weeks ago, I saw someone someone tweeted it. I didn't fact check it. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, like, you know, verified porn accounts are on there. Porn in their name even, yeah. Yeah, but I post a picture in a bikini and 
Better fucking not. Yeah. Like, it's absurd. But yeah, that happens on TikTok a lot. All right. So I need to start trolling TikTok from what I'm hearing. (laughs) Start creating porn Jesus. It's just like, you know, a whitewashed Jesus face, whatever uh, diplomat thought he was Jesus with like on a BBW's body. Mm -hmm. Why not? (laughs) Do it. See what happens. Do whatever makes you happy. Yeah. I don't even know what genre it's appealing to. So it's not comedy. I just glanced over like the things that I wrote down while I was watching the storage wars porn. And... (laughs) <laughs> and, I, and I can't stop laughing that it was one of the items that they found was 13 pounds of tits and cock. <laughs> it's like just a, a torso with big titties and a big dick. <laughs> I loved that. It was so inclusive. <laughs> That's a great combo toy here. Cool. I'm down for that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The one thing that was frustrating for me was the guy who was like, oh, it's the best. It's a Ferrari of dildos. It's like $100 an inch. It's like, no, fuck you. That's not $100 an inch. You don't know your sex toys. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Also, that thing is comically large. (laughs) I don't have a hole in my body for that. No. I checked the online specs and it costs between $30 to $50. Yeah, because it's just a like a silicone dildo. Yeah. It doesn't do anything. It's just huge. Yeah. But it suction cups onto a wall. Have you never been to a sex shop? <laughs> like half of them do. Bro. Like that's the norm. Yeah, bro, you're a porn star. You should know this. <laughs> I really like that line about the Ferrari of Cox because my husband's name is Dan Ferrari. And so like anytime <laughs> there's like, I was like, oh, he's the Ferrari of Cox. <laughs> oh wait okay so i didn't realize that but i think that your husband has messaged me before <gasps> oh <laughs> and i was like oh no thank you and he was like no problem I'm like no. <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> at least it's respectful yeah it was totally respectful i would expect him to be oh yeah we follow each other <laughs> oh that's sweet Woo, that's so funny wait okay Oh, no, he didn't message me. That's why. he We followed each other, and I don't know. Oh, so you saw his name. Yeah, and he, like, commented something. I think I followed him back because he commented something on something I posted. But And I can't remember what it was, but if it's a guy in porn that I follow, it's because I followed them back because they were nice to me. Oh, <laughs> like, he is a nice and not guy. Because I generally don't follow, you know, guys that I don't know that are important. We've been married 19 years, so he's a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> so he was obviously nice to me. Oh, Mary, 19 years. Okay, so I'm about to celebrate my 10th anniversary. So what oh, are wow. you going to do to celebrate your 20th? <sighs> it's tough because it's December. And I want to like, I want to do something big, but I'm so scared now to travel still. And now it seems like this new wave is, I don't know. Are you vaccinated? We are, yeah. Because I am on the other <laughs> end of that spectrum. I'm going to Italy in two weeks. I was like, but I don't know if they're going to start locking down things again. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. They, Italy just ended their curfew and mask ban like this weekend. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've been seeing some of the deals that people have been implementing in specific countries to get people to come over. So for example, in Thailand, the government did a deal with a number of hotels where they basically said, look, you have to get tested at least three times, you know, like before when you land Mm -hmm. within a couple days. But 
depending on the hotel chain you stay at, it'll will cover like the first week. It'll cost a dollar. Oh wow! Yeah, per night. Well, and Thailand is really cheap anyway. Exactly. So this is the equivalent of getting a four-star hotel for 20 bucks a night anyway. Right, yeah. You know, I think a lot of places are like, especially heavily heavy tourist places are like needing the money. Like the economies are needing the income and kind of like, okay, we got to figure this out. We got to figure out a way to to do this. But I feel like by December, it should be like a little more reasonable to be able to travel somewhere safely. Yeah. You know, to make you feel more comfortable and like – Lots of, like, testing protocols and whatever. Look, you can only have hot girl summer if you have vaccinated girl spring. <laughs> true. So, so true. true. And to keep up herd immunity, look, we could potentially have booster shots in the future. If you suck someone off who's vaccinated, that counts. Mm-hmm. This is not a scientific opinion. And I've done that already, like, plenty of times. I was so. going to say, you think that increases your You're immunity? Each vaccinated dick you suck, your, your immunity goes up even higher. Well, I will be immune forever. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it first and not from the CDC. They're going to come out in about two weeks. <laughs> vaccinated come. Stating this. Oh, boy. This gives you a booster shot. It's very controversial. This is why Joe Biden hasn't supported right. it yet. You know, mm-hmm. Jill hasn't signed off. Yeah, she's chilling. <laughs> so only reason Melania was like, "Yeah, done." Donald <laughs> yeah. was confused. If we're gonna start the new conspiracy theory. They don't want you to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what the government's keeping from you is that if you suck vaccinated dick and swallow. The cum has more antibodies in it. <laughs> you know. Honestly, that sounds like something like a guy that I've dated would say to me to be like, what they don't want you to know. I heard it on the Joe Rogan uh, podcast. Joe Rogan, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go watch Rick and Morty now. <laughs> so there's a rumor. There's a rumor. I cannot confirm if this is true or false. That supposedly Rogan listens to the show. <laughs> oh, I hope he does. I hope he does. <laughs> that would be amazing. So this does. can only be confirmed. Rogan. Are you listening? To your audience. <laughs> tell them this. See what happens. Please. Just see what happens. Oh, my God. If that got started as like a whole rumor because of us, that would be so funny. Honestly, would not be the first time. (laughs) We should have a disclaimer. Check with your doctor if vaccinated cum helps your immunity. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) We don't know. We we think it's true, but you should check with your doctor. (laughs) These statements have not been verified by the FDA or the CDC. So (laughs) maybe a couple bats have verified it. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Suzanne. You have content to promote. Where can our listeners find you and or your husband? So the site is called Slut Inspection. And I actually, I'm such a dork. I set up a promo code if anyone wants to join. And the promo code is True Love. Oh. Because like that's like the porn we create. It's wholesome meets hardcore. It's not yeah. crazy sex. It's genuine, authentic people having sex. And I think... Some of it's more wholesome, some of it's a little bit more hardcore, and hopefully you'll find what you like within it. That's awesome. Slut inspection. Is that one word? True love, one word. Sweet. I'm I'm a big Princess Bride fan. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I think like porn viewers and people who enjoy porn are starting to skew more overwhelmingly toward more realistic, amateur style, or like 
actual couples and stuff like that. Because I think we've swung so far to the like studio fake crazy ass porn that people are kind of like to this space where they're like, I know this isn't real. You know, it's not doing it for me. Yeah. And one cool thing we started doing, and we're adding them to the site soon, is we're setting up a camera on the side of the room to film me filming the sex. That's hot. That's great. So you can see me and how much I actually enjoy it and how like most scenes we don't cut. Oh, okay. So you can tell that it's not like overly produced. We're not like, okay, go into this position. If anything, I mean, I might be like, look at me because I want to, I want to see her face, you know, but like, yeah, so it's cool. It'll give a different perspective for viewers too. That's awesome. Can I pay extra for you yelling at the women? There's a couple <laughs> scenes because we do, we cater each scene to what the model wants. And there's, there was a couple scenes where like they want more hardcore sex. So like, Gia Durza, we put a leash and a collar on her and I'm pulling that leash the entire scene. It's a little bit more hardcore than some of our other scenes. There's a scene coming up with Caitlin Katsaros where she wants me to punch her and I refuse to punch her, but I slap her. Like she wants it hard and I I wasn't able to hit her as hard as she wanted me to. And at the end in the BTS, you'll see there's aftercare where I'm cuddling with her on the bed for a good 20 minutes. And I think it was more for me than for her. Yeah. You know, because we're trying to give people the sex they want to have. We don't want it to be studio produced porn. Yeah. That is something 100% lacking in all studio porn is any sort of notion of aftercare. Mm -hmm. Especially when you have rough sex, when if you are very into BDSM, if you're into rough sex, aftercare is like the most important part of that entire dynamic for both partners Mm -hmm. need to kind of like be able to step back and show that there is like still an emotional part of it, even if it's not your spouse. Yeah. I think for me too, it's also just showing it in the BTS that I think a lot of companies, the hardcore companies, they do aftercare, but they don't show it. So like people that want to experiment with that in their personal life don't understand how important safe words are. It's the stuff that they go over before a scene. Right, right, right. People try to mimic it in their personal life. And that's where like it can break a relationship. People can get hurt. You know, everything's not clear. Right. That's what I meant. Like, of of course, professionals know what they're doing. Yeah. But as, you know, just a a viewer who is not in the industry, who Mm -hmm. doesn't know that, all they're seeing is just the raw, rough, hard part, and they don't know how important aftercare, how important safe words, how Mm -hmm. important all of that is to rough sex and BDSM. Yeah. And I'm not trying to teach sex ed through porn because I don't think it's my responsibility, but I'm trying to show how ethical porn can be made. And that's why Mm -hmm. we're shooting the BTS because I want people to see what actually goes on when the scene is being filmed, like how people are actually treated, how people are spoken to. Because there's a lot of sets where people are not treated with respect. People, you know, are asked to do things they're uncomfortable with. I think that needs to change. Absolutely. So guys, use code TRUELOVE over at slutinspection.com. Mm-hmm. And then maybe eventually cutqueen.org. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll try to get that set up soon. We will file the 501c3 documentation. Right, right. <laughs> the charitable organization. <laughs> and if not, we'll eventually try getting uh cutqueen.ai to at least make it like an app or like 
in the know with tech. But for now, it's just right. slutinspection.com. Perfect. <laughs> Meredith, where can our listeners find you? Um, you guys can find me on both Twitter and OnlyFans at the Meredith. That's M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H. And um on Instagram at actually Meredith. Awesome. Guys, you can find me, Alice, my drunk ass over on all the platforms at TGOM Podcast. But of course, we have a Patreon as well. Support us, support the show, support our fantastic editor, Kane, over at patreon.com slash two girls on mic. By the way, this week, we have some fantastic patrons to mention. And this week, we want to mention... And again, join us over patreon.com slash two girls on mic. But of course, if you can't support us that way, that's fine. Leave a comment, a review for the show. And of course, subscribe and join us next week. Bye-bye. Bye.